Hello and welcome to AMFSM Sports Medcast. Today's episode is part of an ongoing mini journal club series highlighting each of the top articles in sports and exercise medicine in 2021 as selected for this spring's annual meeting. I'm your host, Dr. Jeremy Schroeder, and I am joined today by Dr. Lee Mancini, Associate Professor in Family Medicine and Community Health at UMass Chan Medical Center. He's also Chief of the Division of Sports and Exercise Medicine and a Program Director of the Primary Care Sports and Exercise Medicine Fellowship Program. He serves as a co-chair of the Top Articles Subcommittee, the newest addition to the Education Committee. Lee, thank you so much for joining us today. Jeremy, it's my pleasure to, to be here on the podcast. I am so excited to start this brand new podcast series. We are going to be breaking down the brightest and best in sports and exercise medicine literature published throughout 2021. Now, Lee, as I mentioned, you are the co-chair of the Top Article Subcommittee. What is this subcommittee and how was it first started? So this subcommittee was first started. It was the brainchild of Elliot Hugh. He's really the project founder and gets all the credit for putting everyone together. We initially started out as a working group and he got together a group of us from around the country. Um, Myself and Bob Baker are the two co-chairs and Other organizations at the end of each year will have a list of their best articles of the year. And we thought this would be a good idea to do within sports and exercise medicine and within AMSSM. So within our group, the first year we divided up into sort of three subcommittees. One group was looking at the core journals within sports medicine, um, sort of those journals that typically published a lot of high yield articles. Um, within sports and exercise medicine. Our first year, which was 2020, we only had four journals, AJSM, BJSM, CJSM, and sports health. This past year, actually, for the 2021 list, we expanded that with 10 additional journals. So we had 14 total journals. The second subcommittee was what we called the keyword hot topics. These were areas that were sort of in the media, sort of buzzworthy, things that people were talking about in their practices, on television, in the newspapers. And that group sort of put together a list of those topics. And we we did lit searches with those keywords, for example, concussion, COVID, diagnostic ultrasound, orthobiologics, sports specialization, you know, and on a host of other topics to make sure we weren't missing things that would fall through the cracks in other journals that weren't um, included in the core journal piece. And then the third subcommittee within our working group devised a rating algorithm system on how best to evaluate each of these articles. With that algorithm, we sort of debated, each of us put together our own formulas, what percentage of different criteria, what criteria we include. And we came up um, in 2020 with our final algorithm rating And then we used it this past year in 2021, and we're going to use that same algorithm in 2022, which is what our group is working on right now. And the four parts of that rating algorithm were, how much would this change your practice or be practice affirming? And and that was 40% of the rating algorithm. Another way to think of that part was, if you read an article and you you look at it and you say, oh, I'm not doing this in my practice. And then you read that article and you look at the evidence discussed on that specific article, 
you would say, okay, how likely am I now going to incorporate that or change my practice based on what I've read? Um, so we sort of took that as a way to see how much we wanted to go through with that uh, literature. The second part was the level of evidence and the quality of the study. And that was 30% of the total rating. And for so, for example, if something was a systematic review, a meta-analysis, you know, that would sort of be, get slotted in one area. If it was a randomized controlled trial that was double-blinded, that would be a different um, level of evidence or quality of the study. And that was 30%. Another part, which was 10%, was the relevance to current issues. So this would be, again, something where if it was talking about myocarditis and athletes in the middle of the COVID pandemic, that's probably going to be more relevant than an article talking about, you know, a new brace for ankle sprains, right? Not quite as sexy, not quite as, as in the media and, you know, and being discussed. And all of these were rated on a scale of one to 10 and then multiplied by either the 40% or the 30% or 10%. The fourth area was the breadth of applicability across sports medicine. And that was 10% of the total score of an article. And the way we considered that was, for example, if it was an article that talked about, you know, ACL injuries in female professional soccer players, that wouldn't have the same breadth of applicability as if it was an article about all female athletes in ACL tears, because one was looking at just applying it to professional athletes, and then one is applying it to all women. But even that wouldn't have the same breadth of applicability if it was an article about ACL tears in both men and female athletes. And then the last part was the relevance to primary care sports and exercise medicine, and that was 10%. And that was meant to focus on us as a primary care sports medicine organization. So if it was an article talking about, you know, the newest fixation screw that surgeons were using, that might not be as relevant to primary care sports medicine as an article talking about, you know, new standards of concussion care or concussion research. So for that rating algorithm, you know, 40% change your practice or practice affirming, 30% level of evidence, quality of study. 10% relevance to current issues, 10% breadth of applicability across sports and exercise medicine, and 10% relevance to primary care sports medicine. Holy smokes, Lee, that looks like a, a pretty fine-tuned machine going through all those core journals, the, the key and hot topics, and then this very specific article rating algorithm. But even still, looking at 14 core journals with all the literature put out through 2021, how on earth were you able to narrow down your top selections? So five different people within our group rated each article. And last year, we pulled 142 articles, and there were five reviews with individuals for those 142. From there, we decided, okay, which ones are we going to re-review? And we picked the top 25% or the top quartile, which ended up last year being 35 articles. And those 35 articles, we then assigned five new reviewers to, to re-review and rate those 35 articles. So those 35 articles had 10 different people review it. And this was a way to just look at and make sure that there wasn't bias in the initial five reviewers, that now you had five fresh sets of eyes reading it 
and rating it. And then from there, we, we reordered that top 25, you know, percent, that top quartile into our top 35 articles for the year. So Lee, this is pretty impressive of taking 142 very, very good articles in sports and exercise medicine and being able to put that through the algorithm and objective ratings to narrow down to 35. But even 35 is tough to wean down to your final top 10. How are you able to then go and narrow it down even further? Great question, Jeremy. Once we had those 35 articles, that top quartile, and we had the additional five reviewers, so we had 10 different people look at it and come out with that final rating, we looked at where those articles fell, one through 35. And any article that was rated higher than 70 out of a a possible 100, we then discussed and included. And then the question was, you know, the year before, I think we had included 12 articles. This year it was 11. There ends up being this sort of natural demarcation line in terms of the ratings where the ratings march along and then you see a, a drop. And that was as a group, the 19 members in our committee sort of discussed at that point. So there was, again, a, a, lot of, a lot of number crunching, a lot of data. And then we recognized there is a little bit of a human element. So we did have a discussion. Do we, do we stop it at 10, 11, 12? And this year, that natural line fell at 11 articles. Now, you also have a number of honorable mention articles. How were those chosen? So the honorable mention articles were a way to pick Articles that fell still within that top 25%, that top quartile, they were included in those top 35 articles that we re-reviewed, but they were articles that we felt covered some key things that we wanted represented in our in articles that people should pay attention to or look at. They didn't fall in that top 11, but they covered specific areas within sports and exercise medicine that we really felt strongly needed to at least be discussed or looked at a little bit more closely by our membership. That's great. Lee, I'm very excited to go through these top 11 articles and the five honorable mention through this new podcast series. I'm really excited and and I'm thrilled to be part of this and having you do this, Jeremy. And I'm looking forward to us to having some fun with this. I would like to thank Dr. Lee Mancini from the AMSSM Top Articles Committee. Links to all of the articles can be found in our podcast show notes. I'd also like to thank you, the listener. I hope you found this time valuable. And if so, please like, subscribe, and leave a quality five-star review on your preferred listening platform. I hope you'll join us again soon for the next edition of the AMSSM Sports Medcast. The views expressed are theirs alone and do not represent the official policy or position of the AMSSM, the U.S. Army, Department of Defense, the U.S. government, or UMass Chan Medical Center.